Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam, Kenny, and Lady Chow Fung for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. Today we're going to be talking about Wing Chun, a 1994 film. This is Yuan Wu Ping's dramatization of the story of Wing Chun's founder, Yim Wing Chun. It stars Michelle Yeoh, Donnie Yen, and Norman Chu. Um, it's basically kind of a, I don't know, it's a martial arts comedy that, you know, uses a, a folk tale, but is, uh, I don't know, how would you guys describe this story? Would you say that it's, it's sort of uh, in the vein of something like Drunken Master or um, Robin Hood, uh, Men in Tights. Okay, <laughs> let's let's get people's opinions then. Let's 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 have people weigh in. So, uh, st- starting with um, with Kenny, why don't why don't you guys go through and give your opinions on the film? Like, I I really enjoyed the movie, but I feel like because we only had the dub version available, it I, a lot of it was lost. Like, I feel like it would have been funnier. Um, Especially like so, the, one of the sort of things that stuck up to me is probably a joke in Cantonese, but not so much in the English version. Is um, the Abacus Fong character? Um, uh, basically, they're, they're all saying how she stinks and stuff, right? And uh, yeah, you know, basically her breath smells. But in Cantonese, having a stinky breath is also means a person who says who chats shit all the time. Basically, is this close as I can oh, I get it. So it, yeah, so it was like one of those little things. That I'm thinking, oh, it, it, they did try to do it. They did a, a fairly decent job of like conveying that she was uh, trash talking all the time, even to her brother and and to everyone else around her. But I don't think, uh, yeah, and, and then also had the, had the whole literal aspect of everyone like shrinking away from her whenever she likes breathing on them, which is quite amusing. Um, but I feel like yeah, the, the, a, a little bit of it was missed in the dub. Um, and I did actually recognize a lot of the actors. I think this is probably like my era of watching random TV dramas and movies, and all these actors like I, are very familiar to me. So it was nice seeing them uh, <laughs> crop up on the, in, in the movie. And, and and also in the in the subs of one of my versions, I think they mentioned that the source of her breath is something to do with the tofu that she eats, which which seems like it's a little bit more Thank relevant. You know, yeah. Oh. Could be stinky tofu. I think that's what they said. Yeah, I think I think they said stinky tofu. Um, So, what about you, Lady Chaofeng? I liked the movie. I thought it was funny. I did kind of feel like there was something missing, and but I'm not a dub person, so the voices were kind of irritating to me. Mm. But I enjoyed the movie, and it it wasn't. what I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be something completely different, but I enjoyed it anyway. Yeah. And I, uh, I got to agree. I think the dubs made it harder on this movie because I, I don't, you know, I like, like you both pretty much said, it's like comedy, but you're not, you're not getting any of the actors comic timing or their expressions and stuff. It's kind of filtered through this really over the top, you know, dubbed voice acting which I, I think may have lost something there, but I, I enjoyed the movie too. I mean, it's it's really well made. The 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 fight choreography was really good. The uh, uh, I mean, just the performances in general were entertaining. It's it's you know, I mean, it's 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 largely just a silly kind of comedy. I wasn't like you know deeply into it, but it was it was just it was just a good good solid entertaining movie. I should say too that when I first saw this, I saw it with uh, with subs rather than dubs, and I definitely think that your assumptions are all correct. I don't know if others would agree <laughs> with me, but the the having the 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 non you know like just not have the dub voices they some I mean, occasionally they can add things. So in this movie, the thing that it adds is you can really see the physical comedy without getting distracted by the subtitles, but you really do miss mm-hmm. the timing of a lot of the stuff and just the some of the voice acting in this was kind of odd um <laughs> it, it, you know it, it just didn't it, it, it just kind of was a little too over the top at times and 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 landed a little funny i think um <laughs> but uh but yeah so i mean i i, I enjoy the movie i think uh, i i should have warned everybody that this is going to be a little bit more silly than some of the movies we've been watching um 
and I just it was kind of nice it. actually. It was like a nice change of pace to have something that was just silly because we have had a lot of serious movies lately. But and and I was saying this before the podcast, as silly as it is, it tackles so many themes that are you know uh, of interest to to academics and stuff. That a whole book has been written on the movie, um, and you know you you'll see all kinds of articles on it on this subject. Um, for me, it's just one of my favorite. Uh, sort of kung fu comedy movies that's what you know it's got it's it just is a i I like michelle yo i like norman chu i like the um you know donnie yen's great but also the characters in it like i like abacus fong is a really memorable character and um and the and scholar wong uh who people might remember from a better tomorrow as the bad guy and this he's kind of a goofy scholar and uh you know just an interesting character who ends up getting paired off with abacus fong um so yeah so why don't we uh get into individual characters then to begin with i suppose uh you know what did everybody think of the uh, of wing chung played by michelle yo in this i i thought she it's interesting because she's kind of it's it's a really kind of wacky comedy but she's playing almost kind of a very dramatic kind of role there was kind of a lot i'd say i got the most feeling from her character in the movie i mean uh it's not not that she felt out of place or anything but it uh i i you know she she was kind of the only character i kind of kind of developed some real kind of sympathy for as the movie went on i liked her i I felt like she was the straight person to everybody else's tomfoolery mm-hmm. going on around her. Um, and I liked that about her. She was just so, so serious and didn't want to put her beauty out there. Um, she was more about her martial art. And uh, so love wasn't in the picture, but you know she had to defend everybody because she was the best in the village, obviously. But... Um, yeah, I like that she was the straight person to everybody else's tomfoolery. Yeah, I, I really, really liked her in the movie as well. Um, I had a chance to watch it once. So one of the questions that I had about her character was why was like okay, so she, they, they did mention that you know she she was forced to marry uh, uh, someone, right? Um, described him as a villain in the as a, a villain, yeah, at seventeen, and then she mm-hmm. basically ran away from from the marriage and found yeah and, and found a, a master who taught her kung fu uh but why was she dressed like why, why, so why did she have to dress in male clothing I, I i think it's a little bit unclear but she says during that story that her teacher told her that if she mastered kung fu she would be good at fighting but she would lose her femininity and i think she just said okay well i made the decision to do that and so she focused entirely on on you know the martial arts and she's not worried about being feminine but maybe also because of that history she doesn't want to attract any any villains that would 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 seek marriage mm. with her um but i don't well, it's, it's, it's interesting funny. i wonder if there was like a translation issue because she says when she's telling the story that she was told well i don't know you, you you said it's different than what was in the dubbed version which was that she she said that she w- wouldn't be able to marry if she if she studied martial arts. That's what her master told her. But when she goes with your master, her master's like, "Oh, you need to go find a man," you know. And so it's like, I I was I was kind of perplexed by that. So, um, what were you gonna say, Kenny? Um, I don't remember. Sorry. Oh, okay, that's all right. That's all right. I'm whatever. sorry, Kenny. I just mean to cut you off there. Um. But yeah, no, I know. I I I don't I don't know because it, uh, I I the, for this for this viewing I, I I watched the same version that you guys did. I watched the one that's up on Amazon, and yeah. that one is the dub version. Um, and I I actually didn't rewatch the subtitled version. Um, but I do remember a couple of differences. There was also I think in the scene where she said find a man in one of the sub versions that I have, I think she says something more like you're a layperson you know, like your householder, something like that. So I think it was sort of in mm-hmm. the context of Buddhism, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was a, it was a, and the, and that itself could have been a translation issue. So I don't know. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I remember what I wanted to say. I mentioned that, you know, the, the fact that Wing Chun was a woman was an, 
was not really a secret. Like she, she was not particularly going out of her way to hide it, and everybody around her seemed to know. Um, she seemed to have a lot of conflict with men in general at the beginning of the movie. Like the, the all the villagers were sort of against, all the, all the male villagers were against her for no good reason, really, other than the fact that she was good at kung fu and maybe. Uh, there's also they're always sort of jeering at her, like, "Oh, you should go have some babies or whatever, bit right." And I, I, I wonder if that's sort of like why she's refusing to sort of conform to the stereotype that women should stay and have babies by dressing up as a as a male and kicking all their asses like kung fu. I think that's probably a big part of it because I mean that's that's really kind of like the core thing of the movie is is all of these guys are like you know no she can't you know she can't be better at us than martial arts. And like even up to the conflict with the bandits, which is like the main the main fight throughout the film, you know, that's really about her beating them at Kung Fu and and uh, and 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 them deciding that she needs to die because she's she's outmatched them. Um, yeah, yeah, because it's funny because the '90s was like a, a, a sort of period, a period where feminism was seeing like a huge upsurge in media from Hong Kong. Um, yeah, they, they, they were depicted, you know, be a, either as you know, kick-ass martial artists or um, women of, of high position in companies and stuff like who are always like stern and strict and. Um, and you know, really career-focused type people, right? People who are uh, women who are focused on on one thing or one thing in their lives, and they're just chasing it. And and all of those sort of TV series and movies, and this one as well, um, seem to be sending a message that you know it's fine to be uh, a strong, independent woman, uh, but at the same time, you know, you can also have the, the the aspect of femininity in your life. You can you can have a family, you can have a loving husband, and and not lose any of your uh, uh, independence, as it were. Well, and also in this movie, we had three very different kinds of women. We had Wing Chun, who's like a um, like a martial artist and like this brave woman, and you have uh, you have um, Abacus Fong, who's got really good business sense and is like she's she's basically the most successful person in the family. It looks like in terms of making money and things like that. And then you have Charmy, who who basically says that she doesn't have either of their skills and uh you know it, it needs to find a husband because she doesn't have any other real way of making it in the world um so you know is i mean I, I think this film is usually looked at through the lens of being a, a feminist type film i know that the one of the writers on it is a woman um the the script writer uh i want to get the name right was uh elsa tang um and there was also a man who contributed to the script too um, but I don't know, I guess, you know, moving on to the, the next character in that, in that, uh, Trinity, what do you guys think of, um, Abacus Fong? The, uh, the auntie, the auntie character. I like her. I've seen her in so many shows and she's always got this sort of, uh, quirky, snappy attitude. Um, I'm sure like if we, if we could have had, um, the, the the audio in its original form you'd be able to get a, a, good, a good sense of her comedic timing as well like she has a really good you know she, she paces her words really well and she snaps in at just the right time to make things really funny but it was a little bit lost in in, in the dub um and she's been sort of typecasted as well as the sort of spinster type um yeah you know, the, the ones who who are seem very unlikely to find happiness uh and, uh, and end up a bit bitter in life about it type of thing. But she always ends up in, in a good position at the end of uh, whatever movie or series she's in. But it's just one of those unfortunate things that she's been typecasted as this type of character. Yeah, I, I, I liked her a lot, too. I, I, I mean, it's impressive how much of her comic skills came through the dub. I mean, it, you know, like I say, it definitely weakened it. But I still, I still really thought she gave a strong comedic performance even through that yeah i think her her physical comedy through her expressions was excellent i really liked her character i think the only thing that i would have uh like i missed seeing with her i think she should have had some kind of cigarette or something i don't know there was something (laughs) about her character that was begging for her having a, a cigarette <laughs> hanging off her lip or between her fingers every time you saw her on screen. But she was just so funny. And um, 
I th- I thought she was delightful in her um, spinster ways and her little uh, pact with Wing Chung, and then she gives up the pact in order to to find love, but tricking someone into it it was hysterical. That whole oh, plot to get so uh, the, the whole plot to get uh, Scholar Wong was I thought was funny. That was that was pretty hysterical. Yeah. I thought. Um, yeah, I thought I thought she and uh, Wing Chun had really, you know, Michelle's Wiao's character. I thought I thought they had really really good chemistry too. I kind of I gotta admit, like looking back on it, there are a lot of points I kind of believed the uh, connection between those two characters and the and everything. It, it it felt there was kind of a good family relationship there between them. And I think you're right about the physical stuff too, because I felt like. I, I, especially when I was watching it this time, I was like that. Like the, the the things she's doing demand a lot of foresight and like choreo- choreography. Even though it, you don't really notice it the way you would notice, uh, uh, you know, somebody taking off a person's head with an axe or the tofu scene or you know whatever. It's not that kind of thing that sort of screams out at you. But when you're paying attention to it, you're like, oh, there's a lot of little movements she's doing in this dialogue that I don't think I could even remember to do. It, it seems very, it, it seemed like there's there a lot of uh, physical stuff going on in her performance. Um, what about uh, Charmy? The, uh, uh, I guess the widow in the movie, because she shows up with her sick husband and the plot for her is that he dies and she, she has to sell herself in order to, to pay for the funeral expenses. And she is, um, uh, she's sort of rescued by the, uh, by the auntie and by Yim Wing Chun, uh, with, with the help of Scholar Wong's money. Um, <laughs> it's funny because like, you know, she's the only one of the three who doesn't really end up with anyone. Uh, or I guess she, she's probably happy by the end of the movie, but strictly speaking, it's not a happy ending for her. If that makes sense. No, it's like, a pretty sad the, ending for her. I think. Yeah, yeah but both, both the guys that she, both of the guys that she had her eye on. Yeah, one's gone off with this since then. The other one's gone off with her good friend, and she's just <laughs> basically it's, watching their weddings, right? So it's it's really sad for her. And uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know. I was gonna say like it. it it, or are they trying to communicate that you know if you you can't just be a woman with, with the um w- without aspirations you have you can't just be thinking oh I'm going to marry a rich guy and and or marry a handsome guy and let, let them look after me for the rest of my life you have to take your destiny in your own hands and uh, especially if you're a spinster like advocate for <laughs> um or, or fight for your love yeah that's an interesting interpretation there. Hmm. Yeah, I felt um, kind of sad for Charmy at the end because you you would have thought she would, because she was so beautiful, that she would have ended up with one of the two. But she ended up with nobody, not even someone coming out of the um, crowd um, <laughs> saying that, she, you know, you're beautiful and everything. So, I mean, she just basically ended up alone. But she was out of the three, the one with the least amount of skills and she really did need someone to take care of her. I didn't see her as like a, a smart character or a shrewd character or, uh, or just, uh, you know, an intelligent enough character. She was more ditzy than anything to me. Um, so I thought she kind of needed somebody and I was hoping that one of the two would end up with her, but neither one of them did. But I liked who they ended up with. I thought the pairings at the end were perfect. Well, also, if you yeah. pay attention to Abacus Fong early in the movie, you can tell that she she is interested in Scholar <laughs> Wong from the very beginning. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. from the very beginning. Yeah, I felt with Charmy, though, I had the feeling it's like she's going to get another crack at a guy. It's like it's like I, it, was, it was sad in the moment, but it's like there, there's no way she's going to, like, you know, suffer in loneliness for the rest of her life. Well, That's not going to be a problem for well, her. If I, any of it was going to end up with someone at the end, no one at the end of the movie, it should be her because she can bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a I mean, she was pretty much the most desired character for three fourths of the movie. So. It, it, it's yeah. probably going to end up okay. Um, At least that's what I'm telling myself. So. <laughs> now, what about... I'll take these guys in twos, but what about Flying Monkey and Flying Chimp, uh, played by Norman Chu? I, I really liked um, 
flying chimp was the the master right yeah like he he was a really honorable guy like <laughs> I, well you know for all intents and purposes like sure he kidnapped um charmy to try to force um wing chun to to go to his fortress and and fight him but once once they were there you know he kept this word he let the he let charmy go and he fought her one on one on one forbade any of the men from like helping out or anything there yeah, I I felt like he, yeah, was a could have been a decent guy. He's got he got he 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 took a few wrong steps in his life that ended up in his current situation. <laughs> and to be fair, and I was thinking like you know if Charmy had to end up with anyone, like I I I could almost see her ending up with Flying Chimp. <laughs> yeah, I actually hadn't thought of that. That that you know. Provided she can look past all of his misdeeds earlier in the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, he does end the movie on the right path, so, you know. He, he could, turns it, could it around very quickly. Run. He definitely he does. does. He does turn on a dime. Well, he does after a butt beating, so, I mean, well, he gets what his a, butt whipped, and then he has to call her mommy, so. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, I, I guess it's sort of, uh, you know, it... It's one. It's one of the. It's one of the things that sort of perplexed me the first time I saw the movie, and it's become something that I really like about it because it says so much about his character by the end of it. That uh, you know, he's he, he, like you said, he is sort of living up to his word because uh, he's the one that makes that the stakes of the of the fight. He's the one that says, "I'll call you mommy if uh, if you win," or "I'll call you mother" or something. Yeah. And I'm sure that was a pun in Chinese as well, because <laughs> because the word for wife and the word for mother share a common character between them. So okay. I'm sure there was some sort of wordplay well, going on there. And the whole movie is like the theme is all about like the role of women in society and all this stuff. So I think that would that would make total sense. Um, yeah. What did uh, I, I want to get to her before we forget her, even though she's a very minor character. But what did people think of the Cheng Pei Pei cameo as as uh? As as her master, as, as Mistress Wu. I I I like the cameo. I mean, it's just I I, didn't, I don't have any deep thoughts about it. But I mean, seeing Chang Pei Pei pop up for a few minutes in the movie is was nice. I I enjoyed the cameo. Yeah, me too. I I agree. It's nice to pay um homage to the woman who kind of started it all. You know, it's kind of like Michelle following in her footsteps. And I think it was nice to have her in there as, um, you know, kind of like a transition over to this is the new new star of the Wuxia martial arts films. I thought it was nice. I, I really liked her. And the walnuts, though. Did she bite the walnut? She bit the she walnut and lost the teeth. teeth. Yeah, she... Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought so happened. She was, she was making the point that you can't confront here's what I think. I think she was saying you can't confront hard power with hard power. You'll just break your tooth, basically. So it's much better to, you know, use power against itself. And so she took, so that's why she cracked them on the tree because the tree's this, you know, like rigid thing. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of phallic imagery in the movie and that clearly is one of them. And, you know, she just uses the power of that to, to break the nuts. I don't, the thing I was wondering about is the is whether that pun, <laughs> if that carries over culturally, because because in America I was like laughing out loud when I saw that scene. And no, I don't, I don't it, think that. <laughs> I don't think so. Although to be fair, that's 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 a lie because I remember distinctly in the Stephen Chow movie, like one of those sort of weird censorship scenes where people are like cracking eggs into flour and like cracking nuts and to, to to sort of like hide the fact that someone was getting their balls like busted. Okay, so so and also I mean they, you know English is spoken over there, so it's not like it would yeah. you know what I mean. Um, but but yeah, so it was it was. An, but that was, I thought, the point of that scene was so that when she goes, that's why when she fights uh, Flying Chimp, uh, I, she she basically starts, like, he'll be leaping at her in the air and she just kind of kicks him with her foot and he, all of his force is going right into the attack. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so who else? I don't want to forget anybody. Oh, Scholar Wong. What did people think of Scholar Wong? I thought he was an interest. I I recognize him, and he, he's he has a very wide range of roles, and yeah. it's nice to see him in the comedic role. <laughs> um, 
I, 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 well, I, I like this character. I mean, I, I think that you know he was actually a perfect fit for um, Abacus Fong, like just in terms of like he, he, he's like this sort of shrewd kind of guy who's like, yeah, you know, not really like capable of doing anything. He's, he's in, in, yeah, he's pretty useless except apparently with an abacus which he pulls out at the end towards the end for out of nowhere for some reason <laughs> it was like at the moment he pulled that out i was like yeah that's that's a match made in heaven they can be the the two abacuses of this uh, of this region I, I i loved how he was doing the calculations like she basically tricks him into sleeping with her and then he's mad that he's lost his chastity and she says don't worry i'll take responsibility for my actions and and he does that calculation and it's it's pure finances it's just you know in a ter- it, but but it makes total sense they're both they're both very fiscally minded from the very beginning of the film yes and it's funny both... because oh sorry go ahead i was just going to say they're both uh like you said schemers but they're schemers around money they're both trying to get the most out of what they paid for so they were definitely a perfect match I was just going to ask, like, what was his interest with uh, Wing Chun at the beginning? Like, I, oh, he wanted, he, yeah, he wanted a guard. He, he wanted he someone to guard, guard his house. And he didn't want to have to pay for it, so he said, hey, if I marry her, she'll do it for free, and I just got to pay for her food. And so, gotcha. So, like, I got just that purely... part, <laughs> Yeah, I understood that part, but I wasn't really sure, like, okay, but what are you hiring her for? Uh, yeah, I, I, miss, I must have missed the part where... I think he, he wanted her as a house guard. I think it was to do with the local bandits. I, 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 I don't know if they say that explicitly, but I felt that because these bandits were around, that was the, the thing that he was probably worried about. And... Yeah. Uh, and and yeah and, and and so I, I guess he just sort of is. But then when he saw Charmy, you know, he kind of uh, forgot about that. I guess I don't know. Um, he was chasing scats, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, uh, Adam. Did you want to say something? I, I think we might have. Oh no, I I think it's kind of been covered. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the character a lot. He uh he he was just nailed the part. Now, what about uh, Lung Pak To, uh, Donnie Yen's character? He looks so young. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was very young. He was definitely young in this one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, I, I like that he, like, wasn't, you know, the best at the martial arts in the movie. You know, that he, that he sort of played second fiddle there to, uh, to uh, Michelle Yeoh. Um, and yeah, and it's it's sort of weird how he didn't recognize, like he didn't imme- like notice that uh, Charmy was completely different from. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I is is it? Do, do people really change that much? I well, mean, we don't like, know how. What was it? Six years? Was that how long it had been that he said six years since he'd been there? Yeah. Yeah, but it just like seemed like Michelle Yeoh's character was so much older. Than the Charmy character, mm. that there shouldn't have been any confusion. But the confusion obviously lends great to the whole plot um, with everyone else, the him not knowing which one. And, you know, it just he made it a, a lot funnier. I, yeah. I think he just has vision problems. Yeah. I mean, looking at Michelle <laughs> Yeoh and going, oh, that's a dude. Whatever, regardless of what she's wearing, it's because uh... the only person I think who made that mistake before was Charmy, and she made it for like two seconds before she realized that it was a woman. Yeah. And yeah. he thought he thought she was a man the whole like for for like the first quarter of the film or the first quarter that he's in it. And uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. Is I, I and I think I think it was just uh, largely for comedy, largely for plot purposes, having yeah. Him, Having him, you know, needing he kind of slowly figures this out over the course of the movie, and if he figured it out at the beginning, there wouldn't have been much for him to do. So, um, no, it is just standard Wuxia convention for people to just be utterly oblivious to a woman mm-hmm. dressed as a man, anyway. So I, usually, I give it a pass. It's usually everybody is just True. as oblivious, and it's just True. this one guy was the the person who didn't <laughs> seem to get it. And everybody the else who, the one who was her old childhood friend at that too. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, the one that she seemed to love. They were kind of in love as children, as much as you can be at that age before yeah, she's forced crickets. to marry someone else. They would gather yeah, crickets so. together and stuff. So, 
and then her face changed shape entirely, and she she <laughs> aged at a different rate to him as well. <laughs> so, what do people think of the comedy in this? Before we get to the martial arts, sometimes we'll probably have to, by necessity, talk about both the comedy and the martial arts because there's sort of a there's not really that much of a distinction between them. <laughs> um, but any any of the scenes stand out? Anything that you guys thought worked or didn't work in terms of comedy? It, it, it all seemed to work for me. I think, but I think, like I mentioned already, the highlights for me were were Abigail Fong. Mm. Like she, she was there purely for the comedy. Uh, well, not purely, but mostly for the comedy, and she did that role really well. I'll tell you one scene that left out at me is particularly funny to me for some reason. That was was really subtle to an extent. It's just the scene where. Uh, Wing Chun is fighting the guy in the store, the the, the fighter guy that's sent in there, and uh, she 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 makes the thing. It's like, oh, if you if you you know smash this bean curd, you win the fight. And the guy never seems to care. He like seems utterly oblivious to that rule. He's just trying to beat her up, but she is so carefully working through that whole scene to make sure he doesn't smash the bean curd, even though he's just trying to beat her up. He like it's like he isn't playing by her rules. But that 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 just kind of the whole. The whole chemistry of that really kind of made me laugh. When he, the whole speech he gave at the beginning, where he's just so dismissive of her, and like, but he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's got his chest thrust out, and you know, and, and so it's, it's oh, exactly. Yeah. It's like I said, it's he's yeah. I mean, that that, that that's that he's dismissive of her from the beginning, and he's not even paying attention to that. But it's like she's not going to let him. You know, so mainly the only times he comes in danger of, of smashing the the curve is like when she like almost knocks him over and he almost falls on it or something, but. I don't know. <laughs> there was like one moment which wasn't really comedy, I guess, but when they were when the three of them were bathing or whatever and talking and and Abbas and Abacus Fong was just like, um, she, do you think she's horny just because she's part her husband's part of it? I was like, what? <laughs> oh, well, because she's because she's flirting with all these men. Because yeah. remember, after her, fir- her first day on the job, she's doing this thing where she's like really playing to the audience, and and anytime mm-hmm. she talks to a man, she's she's giving them that look. And so I think she was surprised because she's a widow. She just her husband just died, and. But yeah, I'm sorry. Go on, go on. No, I just find it hilarious how or that how how far the dub went to translate that. Um, I, I I don't know. It's just I I don't know if the comedy there was as a result of the dub or if, if or if the original language was just as bad. But, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know, but I, my impression from the versions I've seen is that she's supposed to have like a really dirty mouth as a character, like that sort of, you know. So I I think she's just very direct and. And there, and there are a lot of scenes, uh, like the scene, you know, the, the flaming castration scene where the guy gets the, where Michelle Yeoh throws uh-huh. the, uh, when that guy goes back and he get, and he later gets married, there's a scene in this one where he says, I don't have the, somebody says, oh, congratulations, you're going to have lots of children. And he starts crying and he says, I can't have any kids. I don't have the equipment. And one of the dubs or subs that I have, it was, it's much more uh, crude uh, language that he uses to describe what's happened to himself. And, uh, and so, you know, I don't know which one is more accurate, but I found that the crude one was more funny to me than the, you know, I don't have the equipment one. Um, but just using the word equipment in that time period just made it, I don't know, for me, made it funny when they used <laughs> okay. words that you knew wouldn't have been appropriate or it's a even thought of back then. Because, yeah, it's like using almost like slang in... A time period and in a country where you wouldn't expect that kind of slang to be used. I've seen TV shows set in this time period from the 90s where people will take out like sunglasses and put them on, like modern sunglasses and put them on. <laughs> so I think, I think you know, I don't know if that was the intention there, but anachronisms are definitely something that I think you'll sometimes see just for, for giggles. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know, any, uh, any other humorous scenes before we move on to the fights so i guess i guess oh we can probably fold them into the fights anyways i had a few ideas but um what did you guys think of the opening uh fight sequence at the festival where we first see the bandits arrive to take uh charmy when she's trying to get the holy water for her husband 
and uh, and then the and then Wing Chun tries to step in, but the men are like, "Hold off! This isn't your responsibility; it's ours." And they basically don't let her get involved. And then they get their butts beaten, and then she steps in, and then there's a fight, and then it becomes a horse chase, and she rescues Charmy. Uh, what were, what were your thoughts on that fight scene? Um. Well, it was pretty impressive. Well, this is like a second fight scene, basically, right? Because we already had the one um, outside the tea house. That's right. Yeah. yeah she I'm doesn't sorry. really fight. Um, well, she but, did the yeah, thing she, where she, she was using, in that scene, she was using Scholar Wong as an intermediary for her martial art. Like, she was, she was like, you know, I think she had a stick and she was like causing him to kick people and do things. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, I, I liked um, the horse chase scene. Actually, it was—I um, don't know—it was just fun. It's just unexpected to get like a chase scene. I don't know. <laughs> it, it felt a bit out of the blue, but it was just like, oh, well, it works, uh, and it makes sense as well because two people on the horse, the horse isn't going to run as fast as one horse, so she easily overtakes them. But um, I. I yeah, I I really like the, the 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 part where she's in the flat of the blade to deal with all the bandits as well. Like there and there's something in a way that the, about the way that she manages to hold back and not actually hurt any of them. I'm not sure why it's so bloodless. Like I mean, later on we see castration and stuff. So like, why why didn't she just kill all these bandits? <laughs> and I think let them show, run off. And... I think to make her more of a good guy was the yeah and so i I think she withholds that kind of like we know she's capable of it but she doesn't pull the trigger on it unless it's really absolutely necessary yeah Yeah, she just to me it seemed like she was showing them mercy and she did just didn't seem to be the kind of person that would just go around killing people in these fights she'd rather teach them a lesson and send them on their way than than to hurt anybody, really, unless it had to be done. What about... Now, now Adam already kind of mentioned this one, but the bean curd match, the match where she's got the tofu tray and uh, the guy's supposed to be hitting it, I thought there was like a lot of really good martial arts choreography in that scene. And a lot of good performance, too. Like, when she, she, she does, like, a full leg raise. Like, her leg is all the way up in the air and she catches the the tofu tray and then plants it on the table and there's another scene where the table's legs get kicked out from under it and she uses her leg to to clamp the table back and it's like i mean it's it, not easy to do what she's doing in that scene like i get i can i can say from experience that's very impressive leg work on her part um both the flexibility and the i don't know what you would call it but like the uh the the, the force and power that she seems to be getting and I don't. I think we might have talked about this before. What was what's Michelle Yeoh's sort of background in physical dance. training? Doing I think dance okay. is her background. I, I'm not a hundred percent on that. But but she because I've I've read interviews from her about martial arts and she never describes herself as a martial artist. She usually says, "I'm not a martial artist. I'm an actress who likes to do as many of my own stunts as possible." And so I think you know she's one of these people who's picked up a lot on on the on the sets over the years and she has a natural aptitude for it and she might have some background that blends into it i don't i don't you know she also could just be very humble about like any training that she's received i don't know um but i mean she might as well be when you see her because she i mean like you know she she's doing stuff that you know if you if you go if you learn martial arts it takes years to learn how to do that so uh i think you know it's it's, it's, the, the end result is impressive either way on the screen Yeah, I, I like the, the the tofu scene there as well. It's um, feel it's it feels like a very '90s scene actually because there's a, a use of props in a very limited space and the whole ridiculous thing where she's like um, spinning the big thing around her. <laughs> it, it, it just it just orbits her for like yeah. a, a brief yeah, second. <laughs> yeah, it's like a boomerang. It's like a boomerang tray of tofu that just goes yeah. around her head. I mean, I remember there's a scene in a different movie with Jackie Chan in it where he's like got a fan and um, and he's doing all sorts of weird like sort of boomerangy stunts with it, and apparently, which was apparently all like real and a single take type thing, and he had, they had to take like hundreds of takes just because Jackie Chan was just like, no, I want to, I want to take this fan and I want to 
Well, yeah, do the do the furring. If if they're <laughs> if they're really doing it without effects on screen, then in that case, I would say it's 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> just it just reminds me about. I know I know the tofu was probably on wires or whatever. Yeah, that tofu tray was on something. I don't I don't think you could. I don't think a tofu tray will naturally carve that path through the air. Um, but a fan, I could see a fan. I could see if you throw it just right, it's going to boomerang back. Um, yeah. But I think no matter how many times you throw that tofu tray, it's just going to hit the wall. <laughs> Um. that was that is the the firmest tofu as well because <laughs> i you know if you take tri- like sort of traditional chinese tofu and you shake it a bit it's probably gonna fall apart <laughs> so it's also a good advertisement for their shop i think because this tofu even if you shake it a lot it stays together right. but yet oh go ahead go ahead oh yeah but but yet you know it's a uh, it's, it's, it's soft as silk in your mouth or whatever <laughs> I was craving tofu when I was watching it this time. I definitely was, you know, the scenes with tofu, they make the tofu look pretty delicious. And I'm not much of a tofu eater, but uh, but it, it definitely, I don't know, tofu seemed to be a thing in the movie for sure. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I guess uh, then there's the... That's a, that's a good thing, actually. That's a, a, a tofu is also like a, a symbol, like not... It's a very feminine description. Like you, if you describe like a a a man, you, you, you that that's particularly effeminate or whatever. You could say like he's as weak as tofu or whatever, or soft as tofu. Okay. Um, so I don't know if that's more to the symbolism. Like they, they could have been any other type of shop, right? And they, they chose tofu oh, specifically. Cool. So I don't know if uh, if that was meaningful. Uh, uh, yeah, if that was a meaningful choice or not, or if it's just me looking into it too much probably probably right uh yeah I'm, I'm willing to bet that's the case um at least it seems or is reasonable. it oh go ahead i was gonna say or is it part of the original folktale story i think, I think it or is background i think it is part of the original folktale i think she was connected to tofu somehow but I, i'm not 100 percent sure on that um but i think even if she was the amount just the amount the amount of emphasis tofu gets in this is still considerable um but uh, what what did you guys think of the you know we, we referenced this this fight before but the the fight on horseback between her and flying monkey with the fl- with her and the staff and he's got the two axes and it results in his it, it is, I don't know exactly what happens but he basically gets burned until he's castrated with a uh, with a fireball. It, it, all the scenes of flying monkey have uh, the strange effect of. Um... Or a very noticeable thing where they speed up um, the the action. I think that's reverse seem... crank. I think that's a reverse yeah, is crank. It reverse? I think so. Okay. I, I don't I don't know exactly what it means. I just know that people call that reverse crank. I don't know if it I don't know if it has anything to do with actually reversing the movie. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's more about the speed that the movie is filmed at. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I, I, I thought it was just the case of like um, you know being wire work that was like kept slow and then sped up post production to to make it seem like it's more intense move, m- movements. Well, no, I think that's 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 kind of oh, what they'll that do. One? yeah. Okay. But they'll also do it, I think, for regular scenes sometimes, just for effect. Like I, I don't, I don't think that I don't know how slow they have people moving when they apply the reverse crank technique. But, uh, but yeah, it, did, it definitely had that. Well, there was a lot of leaping onto horseback and stuff in that scene. And a lot of people flying. You know, he, he does a lot of... His thing seems to be he leaps in the air and kicks a lot. That was one of his sort of signature moves. Um, and also this scene, in, in a lot of ways, kind of mirrors the final scene with um, uh, Flying Chimp. Where, you know, except in that scene, he's the one with the long... He's got a spear instead of a, um, a staff. And she's got the two butterfly swords instead of two axes, um, but but something similar happens where when flying chimp is leaping through the air at her, she she basically knocks him down, you know, as he's midair, and that's sort of what happens to flying monkey. I think I particularly enjoyed the break dancing on the horse's butt. <laughs> uh, that was uh, an outstanding sequence of events there. <laughs> Um, what about the, uh, what about the final spear match at the end of the movie? The, the, the two final, there's two, there's, sorry, there's the, 
the the spear match where she has to take the spear out of the wall and then there's the final battle that still involves the spear but the the first one where um where he lures her there by kidnapping charming and then you know he, he comes out and he has four men carry his spear and uh and and he throws it into a wall and and says if she can remove it in three moves that she can take charmy and go um and so a lot of the fight is just them kind of balancing on the spear and 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 doing martial arts it was a very cool scene and concept actually but we we don't really get to see much of the sort of wide shots there it was all sort of close up uh, close up on the top half of their body as they're fighting on the spear and then every as every so often we get a shot of their feet sort of like twirling about on 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 the shaft uh, to sort of get give the impression like uh, i feel like if if it was shot in sort of modern times that particular scene would have give would have probably have been given a bit of a wider angle to um I don't know. Not even the modern thing, because I I, I think uh, in previous movies there have been sort of scenes similar to this where they gave it a wide uh, wide angle shot to sort of show the the acrobatics of the the, well, the actors. And... You see, you see it a lot in the seventies. Like a lot of those like yeah, Venom yeah. movies that we talk about, you see those full oh, yeah. shots of them. This is, I mean, the nineties. They use a lot. I think they call it Dutch angle, where they get these really sort of weird angles that they shoot at and they do this like really like manic style of editing and they mix it with the fight and so you kind of get the between the film the way that the film is done and, and the and the physical performances you get a much more uh i don't know what you would call it but a, but a, a really wild end result it's uh it's it's very it's 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 never dull i'll put it that way it's usually very you know it's all, you always get a sense of momentum occurring um but uh, but one of the downsides of it is you might not always see all of the action. Um, but I feel like in this scene, I don't know, I feel like I still saw a lot of the physical performances in this scene. I didn't feel like... Like, I've seen some movies where it's like, the you know, they use that angle to completely disguise that the person can't even carry a sword or something. And, uh, and I don't feel like that was going on here. I feel like this... You know, you're like Norman Chu and Michelle Yeoh are both, you know, veteran performers. And I feel like it was mainly done as a style choice more than anything else um but uh but i don't know i kind of i just like the whole idea the contest of them of 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 her having to pull out the spear and then she decides to just kick it in further and and knock it out the other side and that's how she mm -hmm. how she wins yeah i thought that was like sort of clever way to end that and it would be mm -hmm. a very cool moment if in in a in a in a rpg in a tabletop type of game to try and role play out um i don't know like, and this feels like a if we're you know keeping keeping on going with the commentary that it might be related to feminism and all that like that you know the the, the rules proposed by men you know don't always have to be adhered to, like you don't have to follow the rules to the letter to when you can go about it your own way and still achieve victory yeah i like i like the fact too that he pushes it way deeper there and near the end too which basically him applying his strength basically opened it for her to to have the uh have that reversal there he kind of uh he just didn't see that potential. Yeah, he didn't see the follow-through or the consequences of his own actions. If he just pushes it through, she can push it the rest of the way through, and there she goes. But I I like their little bantering during their scenes, um, going the going back and forth. I don't know. I like the flying chimp a lot. I thought he was great. Um, and I like the fact that he said, okay, we're, we're done today. We'll come back tomorrow. And <laughs> just keeps it going. I really like that. Well, I like and that I, she earned his respect too in that. Like, I like yes. that he was willing to give her the respect when she won. He's like, okay, now we're going to have another match in three days. And he gave her time to heal, which was, I thought, you know, I don't think Flying Monkey would have given her time to heal. No. You know, I don't think any of these other people mm. would have. But he, he's like definitely kind of cut from a different cloth than a lot of these other bad guys that he's hanging out with. Um, and he seemed more delighted by the fact that he found a worthy foe than anything else. <laughs> you know, he has a he's a smiling a lot during the, the fight scenes in this. Um, it, Norman Chu always smiles, though. It's, that's uh... true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Almost always. Yeah. But, um, but I, I was thinking at one point when they were doing this back and forth, 
that wouldn't it be funny if they ended up together because they're equal matches in the martial art, you know, and they truly respect each other that, you know, that they're both so good. That would have been interesting. If she just, but yeah, that couldn't happen. Just left Donnie Yen to the, uh, (laughs) at the end. To Charlie. You could have to Charlie. To Charlie. That's true. That's true. I I guess it would have worked out though. I, I think, you know, by, by the end of the movie, uh, uh, he was definitely much more interested in Wing Chun than Charmy. Um, and uh and yeah and that and the final fight scene too is very i thought very good the uh when she does come back and fight him and 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 she and she's using a lot of tactics to kind of defeat him so like she gets him into the into that little room and he can't there's not space enough for him to use the spear and so she's just basically able to completely control the fight inside there and then and then when they start fighting without weapons she starts clearly just using his physical power against him um and uh and yeah so i know any any other thoughts on the on on those fights well with that last one you really get to see what win chun is all about it's all about the close infighting and uh being able to use the other person's power against them by being so close because it takes so much effort and force to be able to strike from a long distance that when you get close in they don't have that time to actually uh fight so i i thought that was a nice showcase of the Wing Chun style in that fight yeah and i don't really know much about wing chun i've heard i've heard people that practice wing chun don't don't like the um don't feel that it matches what wing chun should actually be um but i feel like it's uh the the action is so good i don't really particularly care if it's if it's <laughs> if it's uh if it's if it's like hundred percent authentic Wing Chun, but I also feel like kind of like what you were saying there is even if it isn't, it seems to be capturing the philosophy of it in the way that you know she's applying her tactics and um, and so you know I, I, I and just as a martial arts thing in general, I just re- I feel like the stuff in here she's making dis- like the the decisions she's making as she's fighting, I can kind of feel them. Do you know what I mean? Like I can feel like why that was a good choice for her to make. And it feels like like there's like a uh, I don't know just some something about it kind of has a real fighting feel to me that uh, that a lot of movies don't like sometimes they'll do something really wacky that's very that that that's sort of the perfect counter to somebody's move but it doesn't make any sense in any way that I can imagine it really happening but all of her stuff they just seem like general principles and tactics that she was applying that I could that I could comprehend. Um, and yeah, so I don't know, we, we, we're already coming up on the 50 minute marks. Is there anything that we haven't really addressed? I know we've, we've only probably just scratched the surface of, of some of the topics, but, uh, any, anything that you guys wanted to get into before we, before we head out? Mm, I was just having a, a thought, like, would, would there have been any other actress who would have been able to do just as well as Michelle Yeoh had done in this movie? Mm. At this but, time? At this time, or just as a general thing, like I guess you know, well, Champe Pei, but uh, <laughs> trying to think of it, if, if any other sort of notable. I mean, there were actresses. definitely other people that were good at physical performances, but I, I don't, I, I, I feel like I, I have a hard time seeing anybody else in this, yeah. this movie. But that might just be from years of watching it with her, and you know, it's kind of like you know, you can't really, I if. I, if you ask me the same thing about the 1989 version of Batman, I probably couldn't imagine somebody else in that in that role. Um, yeah, I mean, she really nailed the part. So, I mean, you know, someone else could have done it, but yeah, because I guess Michelle Yeoh does have like the, the a very heroic uh, bearing about her. Like, she just mm-hmm. looks so noble and and uh, and and I don't know, like it. Well, chivalrous is what I'd sort of describe her. Like, um, yeah, if I were to write, if I were to write a book to describe her, you know, those were the adjectives that I'd use. Like, she, she's not like a, I don't know. I, I, I think you know, in my opinion, she's not like the traditional beauty. She, her beauty is is one of, um, 
nobleness and the spirit type of thing and i think that's sort of perfect for this role because you know if we're talking about the founder of wing chun you know it, sure it's a folk legend but um generally speaking we, we sort of consider them like to be noble heroes right and i can't think of yeah well other actresses which have the same sort of bearing as she does yeah i, th- I think she's got i think she definitely is convincing as that sort of a figure I, I would I would definitely agree with that. I don't know. I was kind of thinking, what if they had put like a Brigitte Lynn or somebody in there? I think I think I think it could have worked. I think it just would have been a very different movie with her in that role. I think. Um, I mean, number one, she, you know, she's not the same physical performer that Michelle Yeoh is. Right. So that would, but but she's but 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 in any movie I've seen her in where they've where they've done martial arts with her. They they she can make it work because she's so good at the acting end of it and at getting the um, getting all of the uh, you know she 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 can sort of do that thing where you just believe that she is is capable somehow um, and and so I, I don't know I think uh, I think it would have been a di- different movie though because I mean Brigitte Lynn's pretty intense do you know what I mean and mm-hmm. and Michelle Yeoh. Like I think it's is more like what Kenny was saying, which is there's like a nobility to how she is carrying herself, um, and I I have no idea how it would have worked out if it was her, but I, I would certainly I think it would have been something worth seeing, um, and I, and and I think Kara Hui was still active too in films at this time too, so she would have been another possibility. Um, I don't I don't know if she was making movies exactly at this time though, but. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Any other thoughts? All right, all right. So I think we're I think we're all set then. Um, so before we head out, I know I have some things that I need to announce um, on our Patreon page, which you can sign up for. Uh, that'll allow you to uh, you know uh, have have influence over some of the content of the program and things like that through a voting system that we have and one of the things that we vote on is our monthly theme and the way that we're going to do this going forward is the the first week of every month is kind of going to be an open week that that week will maybe insert any kind of movie that we want but the the remaining weeks are all about the theme of the month and so uh next month because of the the uh we we held a vote and this is what we got we're going to do uh ghosts and spirited beasts as our theme and every month will be a, a slightly different theme. And, and so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll announce what movies we're going to be doing, uh, you know, in the, in the next several weeks, uh, probably in, the, in a day or two. Uh, we just want to hammer out our, our final list. And, and again, you can, you can check out our, our Patreon. And, you know, we're, we're thankful to everybody that, that has checked it out and is supporting. And, um, and yeah, and so we'll be back on next week with another episode of Wusha Weekend. And me and Adam will be on sometime in the near future with a discussion on Return of Condor Heroes, uh, which 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 I think Adam's getting so excited about. He's gone and started watching some of the Legend of Condor Heroes series. So watching, yeah, yeah. I've got to fill in. I've got. I don't. There's not enough episodes to watch between each podcast now, so I have to fill the gap. <laughs> so so maybe we'll hear a little bit about that and. Uh, and yeah, so so anyways, we'll we'll see everybody next week and until then, we'll talk to you later.